Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now for the magical world of numbers. Hi, my dear friends. Long time no talk with you. This is Elizabeth Summers, esoteric numerologer, and this is the magical world of numbers. In April, which is my birthday month, I get a little carried away because I'm always wanting to celebrate birthdays. I grew up in a household, unfortunately, where birthdays were considered, quote-unquote, just another day. And I've always made up my mind, and I share it with you, and I share it with all my friends, that birthdays are not just another day. That birthdays are the day that your soul chose to be born on into a human incarnation. Birthdays represent the the day that you were born represents Uh, your personality and your temperament and tonight we're going to talk about the birthday number of a 29 as we really get on our magic carpets and begin to roll here but I just want to share with you that for the last couple weeks I have had to just take some time off not necessarily because it's my birthday month but when April started on a personal note, when April started, we in California, in Colorado here, had fabulous days, 70s and 80s. And I not only am a foodie, which I'm constantly sharing with you, cooking is my hobby, but I also love gardening and flowers and, oh, everything. So I'm out in the gardens. And I am lugging bags of mulch. And then... I picked up 24 by 24 concrete pavers. And then my body said, girl, do you still think you are 21 years of age? Exclamation point. And I proceeded to wrench my back out. I proceeded to pull a sciatic nerve and made it crazy. And I was down for the count two and a half, one and a half weeks. What got me going for our advocates was acupuncture and Chinese medicine and turmeric. And I had to get up and running because I was going then to leave on April 13th to travel, go be with my son, go visit California, go enjoy all of that. And quite honestly, and all you mothers and fathers listening probably can understand this. I did not want my son to 
to see me walking with a cane. He knew I had injured myself. He was even going to bring a wheelchair into the airport. Well, I don't know who could have stood that last, he or me. I got myself up and running, had a great time, great party when I came back. But, of course, total exhaustion. I needed a vacation for my vacation. But now I am back with you, and we are on a roll, having wonderful shows planned for you in May. Hopefully tonight you'll find a lot of information about the number 29, which is, you know, not always spoken about. Yes, talk about one through nine and and all of the attributes of that, which I'm going to touch on tonight. But when we get up into those higher numbers, in actually, a lot of numerology books, there's nothing mentioned about it. Most numerology books that are on the market do not talk or focus on numbers over and above one through nine because it is Western numerology. Just as astrology has Ayurvedic, has sidereal, has mundane astrology, Numerology has a specialty field, which is my specialty field of esoteric numerology, where I, okay, we'll talk about numbers one through nine, because they're the foundation. They're the basic black dress. But I also interpret numbers one through 78 that correlate to the ancient tarot cards, the, uh, the ancient Kabbalah, and they're like jewelry dress. And so tonight we're going to talk about the number 29, which is a master number. What does that mean? It means it's intense. Master numbers are intense. What makes it a master number is not so much the number 29, but 2 plus 9 add to 11. 11 is really the master number. And that 11 then adds to a two. And that's why tonight we're going to talk about partnerships, business partnerships, personal partnerships. The number 29 in tarot cards equates to the three of wands. In tarot, there are four categories. A fifth category is called the major arcana. They are the biggie lessons in spirituality. See, in the esoteric numerology work that I do, what makes it esoteric is that I bring in a variety of spiritual modalities of tarot of astrology, of ancient numerology. Keeping in mind the numbers have no power, they are codes, like a stenographer shorthand, that I translate for you when I do your reading. And keep in mind that none of my readings that I do for my folks are ever done on the computer. It's not punching a number and zippity-doo-dah, out come 23 pages of information that gets mailed off to you. I do four pages all by hand. 
because numbers are a quality. They are a vibration. What we write in our checkbooks and on paper are numerals. They represent quantities. Numbers represent qualities, issues, themes, and they need to get interpreted in an appropriate way for you, my listeners, for you, my clients, to understand what they are representing to you in this particular time frame, in this particular incarnation. And so anyone who chooses prior to incarnation chooses to be born on the 29th of any month. And that's why if you sign up for my newsletter on my website, uh, it's in the middle of the homepage for my numerology, for my number wisdoms, every day I send to you the energy of the day. Let me just stop here a moment and just a little caution to all of you Gmail folks out there. Gmail has three categories, primary and social and promotional. And Gmail, bless their sweet baby hearts, throw all of the newsletters, the dailies that come out from Constant Contact, MailChimp, whatever, throws it into promotional, which personally I think is their spam. Oh, they don't have spam. So all you Gmail lovies out there, if you signed up for my newsletter and you're just not getting it and you're just not getting the number wisdom, go to your promotional category. I bet you all my work is sitting in there. And do whatever you need to do on your computer to then make sure your computer knows that my number wisdoms that Elizabeth Summers newsletters, that anything from Elizabeth Summers goes into primary as it should be. Birthday number 29 folks have a uniqueness about them. Since this is a master number that adds down to an 11, They can be really adaptable. The number 11 is very creative. It is up and down with mood swings. The number 11, whether it's an 11 or a 38, which adds to an 11, or a 29, which adds to an 11, that 11 in there, among other things, is really high-strung. And they don't always have their feet on the ground. Hello. Up and down, up and down mood swings. I think this is a tough number for a personality to have. It's ruled by the moon. So when the moon is full moon, new moon, eclipses, this energy cannot sleep. Any astrological water sign, such as cancer, they can't sleep either because they're ruled by the moon. 
and moon is most potent at those times of the month. Up and down, up and down, but really good at working with the public. Very idealistic. Not always common sense, I got to tell you. Not always common sense. Can be really dramatic. Really dramatic, which I'll expand upon that in a moment. But they get these flashes of inspiration. The number 29 birthday number, which rules everybody's life who is 29, in the middle lane of their life for all of us, We are in three lanes of our lives, and generally speaking, from 30 to 55, we are in the middle lane of life called our power years, very most important of the three lanes of life. When the soul balances any karma, when it really digs in and evolves spiritually, when it really straightens out a lot of issues. And the number 29 has issues to straighten out, to bring into balance with partners. Partners. Therefore, they have to work on not being erratic. They need to learn to stick up for themselves. The number 29 has a two in it. Number 29 and any number... Uh, unless it's 11, 22, 33, 44. Those are called double numbers. The number 29 is a compound number, not a double number. And the compound number usually has a leader and a follower. The first number of any compound number, 14, 1 and 4. 24, 2 and 4. 30, 3 and 0. Not O. O is a letter. 0 is a number. Some would call it a cipher. Some would not even call it a number. But for tonight, we're going to call it a number. But it's not an O. O is a letter. Zero is a zero, a number. So in a double, in a compound number, the first number usually is the leader. Now I'm explaining all this to you, but first of all, because I want you to know it. But secondly, it helps to understand how numerology speaks, how it reveals so much more than just a two and a nine. So the number two is about partnerships. Remember, this is the leader. This is the horse that's pulling the wagon. The number two is about partnerships and emotions. Very sensitive. It's the mother energy. The other mother energy in esoteric numerology is the number six. Two and six are mother energies. Number two is a feminine energy. It is passive. It is shy and reserved and prefers to stay in the background, kind of 
a Libra energy. It likes partnerships. It likes to cooperate. It likes to go along, and it doesn't like to fight. Don't no, no resistance. It'll be like a turtle that will bring its head right back in, big, right back in under its shell. That's the number two. It's a turtle. Now, it's interdependent, not dependent. And this goes for anyone who's born on the 2nd, born on the 20th, born on the 29th. That two, a two is a two is a two. It's very good at assisting other people because it likes to help. But it really needs to be careful that people don't walk all over it because it is a gentle vibration. And that's why it has to learn stick up for itself. When there is no letter in the number in a birth name, which to me represents your tools, your past life memories of human being experiences that are in your subconscious now that you're bringing into this lifetime to be used like tools in a toolbox. When there's no twos there, no letter that equates to a two, that person sets up situations, especially in partnerships, where they are victimized, where they're walked all over like a doormat where they get caught in crossfires with other people's arguments. And sometimes then they can wind up looking like the bad guy because they're not argumentative. And so therefore, it is important that number twos, and of course all of us, learn to please themselves instead of others they'll wind up much happier. Let me just take a moment to go back to my traveling, my vacation trip. When I was returning to DIA, I had missed the super shuttle and had to wait and everything else. And so I found uh, a local pub and um, thought, well, I'm just going to kill time and and, uh, have a little bubbly after the day that I had traveling, airplanes and TSA and taking off shoes and jewelry and, you know, kind of thing. Do I look like a burglar? Do I look like someone who's going to blow up the Empire State Building? No, they don't care. Anyway, there I sit at the bar having a touch of bubbly. And I wasn't going to tell you folks this. But before the bartender served me my bubbly, he said, I have to card you. Pardon me? I looked at him. I kind of laughed in his face. I pointed to my face. I said, hello, look here. And he said, lady, I have to card you. And I loved it. In my whole life, I have never been carded. All through my young years and younger years and whatever, I have never been carded. I had to wait all these years to be carded. Thank God I had my new driver's license where I looked fabulous. 
and I just laughed. It was one of the highlights of my trip. But what I really wanted to tell you also, in conjunction with what I just said about the number two needing to please itself, sitting beside me was a young man who turns out to be a teacher of first grade uh, children in the Denver area. Bless his soul. And he was waiting for his brother to arrive at DIA, Denver International Airport, uh, from Hawaii. And they kept, like, cell phone, I'm here, I'm on the trains, I'm whatever. And then then it was time for him to go. His brother had arrived. And he turned to me, took out a piece of paper and a pen, and he said, there's something that I do when I think that someone can give me wisdom. And he's looking at me, who just got carded. Now he's calling, now I'm being told that I have wisdom. He said, can you give me one or two sentences that I could write in my book that you think are words of wisdom? And immediately, out of my mouth came Shakespeare. To thine own self be true. And he looked at me. You know, maybe he thought something was going to come from Deepak Chopra, Chopra or, or you know, uh, Roosevelt or something. I said, no, to thine own self be true. And I tell you, it came right out of my mouth, but why I say that is because in all the work that I do, so many people do not live their lives according to their values. They give their power away. They make choices that leave them feeling victimized because they energetic gave their power away. They did not set their boundaries They did not negotiate win-win situations. They did not. You don't have to argue and be a warrior. But they gave their power away and they were not true to themselves. And I will tell you, folks, that as a medium, I know for a fact that the souls that come to visit when I do my medium work, tell me that when they cross into spirit and they looked at their own lives, They had to take responsibility for the choices that they made. And some of their biggest regrets were that they were not true to themselves. To thine own self be true, Shakespeare said. And the young man who was beside me, that precious first grade teacher, smiled. He said, thank you. And I know I'll never see him again. It was though... Two little angels, one little angel, met me, and we shared a moment in time. The number nine, on the other hand, which is the second number in the compound, the number nine is about loving everybody. It's a humanitarian number. It is about service to humankind. It's compassionate and tolerant. Now, that doesn't mean number two isn't of the 29, but this is a bigger. This is the one that says, I love everybody. They're very sensitive and they're very empathic. They look for help and they'll help you and they'll be glad to see you because it's all about helping people. 
a lot of doctors and lawyers and teachers and designers that want to bring beauty into the world, a lot of actors, a lot of creative people have this number nine very prevalent in their toolboxes, in their charts, if you will. But the number nine also subscribes to what comes around goes around. So you can tug on the universe for power and money and love. Now, you give people what they need. And Mother, Father, God will always give you what you need. That is a premise that I raised my son on. That is a premise that I live my life by. That you give people, I give people, it's very simple. What they need. And number nine says, and let it go and allow the universal energy of number nine to come back and give you what you need. Sometimes the number nine people have to be very careful of friends and family members because they, others, become psychic vampires. Oh my goodness. And can become actually physically very harmful to the precious number nine. And so any kind of institutional work, humanitarian work, service work, helper work, selfless service work, volunteering, all that's the number nine. The number nine can vacillate. I'm not sure. Should I? Back and forth, back and forth like a little timer on a piano ticking away. So number nine has to be decisive, direct, has to complete projects before starting anything new. So here's the team that makes up the number 29, which adds to an 11, which adds to a 2. Partners, humanitarian, non-combative, sensitive, insightful. So we package that all together into a compound number called 29 and partnerships and intimate relationships for them can now be very troublesome. Relationships may last for a number of years and yet they still can come to an end because the number nine is a finishing number. Now, all of you 29 birthday folks out there, we're not going to hit the panic button that say, oh, my gosh, my relationship's going to come into an end because my birthday's the 29th. No. And as we move along here, I'm going to talk about balanced partnerships and some tips on what makes a good partnership. So hang in there. But the number 29 has to learn to love itself and to self-empower itself before the right partner comes into your life. No leeching off of everybody else. The number two is very codependent, possibly. And especially the number 11 can be very codependent. The number 29 experiences extreme 
and circumstances in relationships. Remember tonight, it's all about partnerships, business and personal partnerships. So everything I'm saying applies to either or or both. Extreme circumstances in relationships. And sometimes these relationships just do not work until a person lets them go and allows love to come in because the number nine can be very controlling under the guise of who loves you, baby. But when it is out of balance, it can be very controlling in a relationship. And so know that let go. Apply patience to the number 2911 to patience. Easier said than done. To thine own self be true. Now, when it comes to a compound number, there is a challenge connected to it. An issue that is connected to it. And to find what that issue is, any compound number, 21, uh, 42, 57, I subtract the first number tonight, number two, from the second number, nine, subtract, and I get the number seven. Oh, number seven. Choices, choices, choices. Choices, choices, choices. On what value system are you making your choices? In your partnerships. Are you trying to control it? And so you pick someone that you can walk all over like a doormat? If you're in a partnership and don't want to take responsibility for yourself, and want everybody to be happy, do you pick someone who is going to be very powerful in your life? You know what is interesting also with the number 29? In esoteric numerology, the number 2, as I've already told you, is the code for mother. The number 9, is the code for father. So in the number 29, we have mother and father information. Isn't that interesting? It's the only number that has that particular combination of mother and father. The number seven is about choice. Among other things, it can be very temperamental, it's very introspective. It's a loner. I call it the Greta Garbo number. I want to be alone. The number two needs to live around water. The number nine needs to live around country. Stones, wood, Mother Earth. The number two is the vibration for cats. The number nine is the vibration for dogs, dogs and horses, actually. 
So it might be kind of good in a household where there's a 29 birthday number to have a dog and a cat for balance. The number seven is an energy that has an internal gift of knowing. It is very intuitive. But the challenge can be in its family life because there is not exactly a lot of verbalization, a lot of self-expression. The number seven is very introspective. It doesn't, it doesn't speak its voice. It may write its voice, metaphorically speaking. And when I see certain codes that I know are introspective codes, I caution my clients about throat issues, bronchitis, laryngitis, strep throat. That is an energy that's coming up from the feelings from the heart, but because of their general overall vibration, they don't let that sound that issue out of their mouth. Yet they're still thinking, thinking, thinking it, and thoughts, energy, and that energy has to go somewhere. So it starts banging around energetically the throat, the color indigo, the throat. So if you get laryngitis, you can't speak, but you're feeling. If you get bronchitis and strepsinola, Examine your anger. Who are you angry at? Who are you not able to say how you feel? Let that energy out. But if you can't, you can do two things. You get out a piece of paper and you write. You don't have to punctuate. You don't have to capitalize. You say exactly and probably your best truck driver language, how you feel, what you have to say in that writing. Write it. Get that thought out of your head onto a paper. You'll be amazed at how you feel. I have some clients who, who, I, uh, I think that's the president calling. One moment, just a moment. It never rings, so I don't know how to turn it off. Whose family, mother, father, sister, brother, husband, have either passed on or left their lives in some fashion, not feeling good about it. And I say to them, if you have a picture of that person, a photograph of that person, talk to it. Tell, you, tell it how you feel. Souls get that energy. It goes through the ethers. It leaves you. It goes out there. Put white light around it. Send it with an energy of forgiveness and let it go. But look at that person in that photograph and say how you feel and 
say it out loud vibrationally. I also tell mothers and fathers, do not send your children fear. Oh, my gosh, he's in war. He's over in Afghanistan or, or he's off to college, and I hope he's doing his laundry and he's eating enough. And ah, Their soul will get your fear. You send them love and courage and belief and knowingness. And you call in their guides and their angels to cover them with God's white light and protection. It'll help you and it'll help them. But number seven is about choice. Choices, choices, choices. And so therefore know what choice has a person made in a partnership that would make it a balanced partner, if you will. What is a balanced partner? This is not soulmates. This is not twin souls. And what I'm saying here applies both business and applies personal and or or both. The number 29 is the three of wands in tarot cards. It is, if you saw the card, the man standing on a cliff holding on to three sticks. Wands in tarot has to do with day in, day out creativity, practical matters. It's not about lovey-dovey. It's not about big money. It's not about anxiety and fits and scary. It is not the major arcana that says lessons in consciousness just show up on your doorstep and you got to deal with them. It's about day in, day out practicality. And so when in a reading in a current year reading or a monthly reading that I do for my clients, the person is under the three of wands, the number 29, which adds to 11, which adds to a two. And that 11 in there has to do with karmic partners, partners that your soul and their soul have been in partnership with in some capacity in other incarnations, they're part of your fraternity or sorority, and they're coming in here again by soul agreement, showing up in your life again for you to do something about it. And it can be like Mary, Mary, quite contrary. And when it's good, it's good. And when it's not good, it's not good. And this is why choices have to be used, intuition, feelings, inner knowing has to be used to make the choice. Do I want to continue to be in this? Uh, Some don't feel right. Maybe in 607, 903, 2000 BC, who knows? Uh, Who cares? Your soul and their soul were in a partnership and in that moment of your, that life, the partnership was great. Your value system was whatever it was. And it worked. But in this lifetime, with this value system, does it still work? Yes or no? Yes or no? And so there can be when someone is experiencing the three of wands in their uh 
time-oriented readings that I do, calendar-oriented readings, it can be a real learning period. It can be filled with commercial opportunities. It can be filled with someone coming in to help you. It's not all bad, but it's about choice. Does the shoe still fit your foot? So one has to be alert. One has to be careful. Do not overlook or ignore any possibilities. Business ventures, commercial openings can bring a whole new approach. Well, didn't work last time, but maybe it's going to work this time. We're giving it a new wrinkle. This is kind of a business uh, um, a vibe, if you will. Day in, day out, very practical. Partnerships might be part of an agreement when a soul is under the three of wands, either as a monthly uh, transit or as a whole year. We can have a 29-11-2 whole year, which is a general theme of the whole year. In the partnerships, especially the business partnerships under this code 29-11-2, remember, dealing with karmic partnerships, one has to be open to new ideas, not be a scaredy cat, not be controlling, has to be willing to accept, number seven, the help of reputable business people who want to help them. Every number has a positive and a negative vibe as a possibility, as a possibility. Now, most souls do their very best to work on the positive side of life. But every now and then there's a little slip. So if our intention, if our attitude when we are under this 2911 is on the negative side, no, it's going to bring fears. It's going to bring uncertainties. And friends are going to prove to be unreliable and then disappointment set in. Then some people can, oh, they play the victim. There are no victims. It's just choices that need to be redone. Under a negative 29, you may find you have difficulty making decisions. I don't know what to do. I've got this and then this and then that, and I'm just real confused, and I can't make a decision. And then... You don't trust anybody else to guide you because the negative part of the number seven, which is about choices, is the ego. No, no, I know. I know what's right here. I just can't figure it out. And one does not have the humility. Humility, number seven, to seek advice. To seek advice. The Three of Wands is about being a visionary. That's the 11 in there. Show other people the way. If this is your birthday number, you do not play the victim. You do not try to control people. You do not try to have peace at all costs and clam up like a turtle. Show other people the way. Listen to your intuitiveness. 
Use your ability to work with other people, to be cooperative, to negotiate win-win situations, and to bring success to everybody, including yourself. We're talking about partnerships. Keep in mind that people show up in our lives because we have asked them to prior to our being born. Good, bad, or indifferent. Every soul lays out a game plan, like a novel. Every soul looks back over previous incarnations and with its free will, number seven, decides what needs some improvement. I need to work on this a little bit more, spiritually grow a little bit more. And so therefore, you set up a game plan, you set up a novel that you're going to play out, you're the main character, you call in from your karmic group, I call them the sorority and the fraternity, and you ask specific souls to come into your life at specific times to play very specific behaviors so that you can spiritually grow and improve upon whatever your major issue is, and they will do the same thing. They will do the same thing. This is why there's no victims. They represent a 3D in our face, of possibly an us that we were in previous lifetimes, that in this lifetime, in that partnership, we have to make a different choice about the partnerships that we want. So balanced partnerships are shoulder-to-shoulder partnerships, and it does not have to be romantic, and it does not have to be sexual and sensual, and it does not have to be boy-girl. Some of us have the best female friends where they are balanced. Guys have the best friends that they can talk to, be with, share with, and not be judged by. That's a balanced partnership. So balanced partners usually are another aspect of you in 3D, in your face, right there. You attracted them. You drew them in. They're on the same frequency as you are. Well, then I've had clients say, no, I'm not like that. I'm not the drunk. I'm not the alcoholic. I'm not the wife beater. I'm not the this and that and the other thing. One of the universal laws is that we draw to ourselves our own kind, our own vibration from this incarnation or previous incarnations that come in in your face for you to decide, is this who I am? Do they mirror and reflect my values this time around? Yes or no? And so sometimes, There can be endings that are not so terrific, but that's okay. That is your choice. You have a free will. What did you learn from that partner? 
Possibly you learned how not to be. And that's okay. That's the purpose that they played in your life. And so what are some tips, some attributes, if you will, for a great relationship? A great relationship. Doesn't have to be romantic. Can be business. Can be friendships. Doesn't have to be some love story in a romantic way. And so business-wise, friendship-wise, intimate relationship-wise, there are some tips. Be very slow before you enter into some relationship. Limit the number that you enter into. When I was in first stages of college, freshman in college, I had a professor in a sociology class who said, had us write, how many friends do you have? Well, this one girl had 52. Someone else had 24. I'm sure I had five. And he said, no, what you have are acquaintances. Friends are different. Be very careful about your relationships. Make them few, quality versus quantity. Number one, mutually enjoy each other's company. Doesn't that just make common sense? Why on earth would you hang out with someone that you didn't like be, you didn't enjoy being around. I mean, to me, that's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? Don't be pulled into some relationship just for pleasure and satisfaction in some limited area, but then frustration in all the other areas. He or she can really dance, but I can't stand to talk to he or she. We're not on the same wavelength. Number two, mutual respect. Respect is number nine. Respect. No relationship is going to grow or last without mutual respect. And this is so important, but most people overlook respect. You don't have to agree, but you can. it's important that you respect who they are, what they stand for, their integrity, their values. doesn't have to be your values, but you respect. It's theirs. If you don't respect another person, why on earth would you want to be in a relationship with them? And why would you choose a relationship in the first place anyway? Number three, be sure you have shared experiences. One of the joys of relationships is shared experiences. I just had lunch with a dear friend of mine, very, very, very busy, successful businesswoman, and she said that, and she's a very in a very happy marriage, and she said, you know, we just enjoy each other's company. And one afternoon, they took a box of dominoes, or which I have no idea how to play, and they went, and for five hours, went to a local pub, enjoyed it, played dominoes together, laughed through darts together, 
shared experiences. It's part of what holds you together in any kind of relationship. Enjoy doing shared experiences with each other. Be sure there's reciprocity. Any relationship on a long-term basis must have reciprocity, must have give and take, give and take. The relationship approaches something near equality. If it does not, then it's going to fail. And trust. This is a biggie. Once in a relationship, I once heard this years ago by a psychology teacher who said, and he was talking about women in this particular instance, but once a woman loses respect for a partner, she never gets it back. I would extend that to once you lose trust with a partner or a friend, you never get it back. All long-term relationships have to be built on a solid, solid foundation of trust. And trust is the number seven, the missing link in the partnerships, business and personal, of the number 29. Pay attention to your intuition. Pay attention to your choices. If it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, you get that little gnawing, something just ain't right here. Pay attention. Don't be so desperate. Want it so bad. I haven't had a boyfriend in three years. And Okay, he winked at me. So, all right, I'll give it a shot. Sort of, sort of thing. No. We don't come from desperation. We come from inspiration. I would love for you to schedule a reading with me. Let me help clarify for you what on earth is going on in your life in this moment of time. There should be no reason for you to be chasing your tail. No reason for you to be in fear. No reason for you not to understand. Most of us run on emotion. And those emotions can absolutely confuse us. We lose clarity. That makes us afraid. That affects our health. And I'm saying to you, I will help you. The work that I do based on ancient, ancient, ancient information that's helped gazillions of other people, going to help you. Go to my websites. I have two. One is elizabethsummers.com, like the season. The other one is the magical world of numbers. On the toolbar, click on numerology readings. Scroll down. Read them over. See what speaks to you. If you want to contact loved ones who have crossed into spirit, I'm a medium. I do that work also. Be sure you sign up, please, for my newsletters. You click on that. You fill in the blank. Constant Contact will send you a confirmation email 
Remember the Gmail, people. Check your promotional. Click on it and you are in. You are in. Receiving daily number wisdoms as to what the day is all about. Energetically. Know that I'm always here for you. If you're interested in doing your own numbers, go to the store on the toolbar and you will see my workbook for beginners. Very easy. It's an ebook or it's a printed book. Order that and do your own numbers so that when I'm talking to you about this and that and the other thing, you'll perhaps have more clarity for yourself. I'm back in the saddle again as far as my radio shows, as far as scheduling my clients, as far as looking forward to a wonderful summer of planting the flowers, no more lifting of mulch bags, definitely no more lifting, lifting of 24 by 24 concrete pavers because I have to be up and running and in good shape in order to be here for you. I like to always close my program with some wisdom, some words of wisdom. And I found this one by Norman Vincent Peale. Norman Vincent Peale. An old-time preacher, but a wisdom giver. And he said, people become really quite remarkable when they start thinking that they can do things. When they believe in themselves, they have the first secret of success. Be successful. Believe in yourself. Know that you are divine. And you are very blessed. And so next time, know that I send you God's white light, his protection, I wish you all good things and thank you so much for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers. Mm-hmm.